welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we didn't have very much news going into Sea of Thieves, so I'm just going to cover some of the small tidbits of information from the weekly stream, and then some information regarding some of the uh, fan base stuff that's been going around in the community. <laughs> pirates. So in this week's dev update, Joni came out and basically told us everything that I covered last week as far as the arena, some of the information regarding it, some of the stuff that they talked about during the weekly stream, as well as with the shrouded spoils, uh, what we're going to be expecting as far as it going to be heavy on accommodations, light on content with a little bit of story, but it's mostly going to be player uh, requested stuff. And I think this goes a lot to say that uh, they're trying to make sure that a lot of the things that the community is asking for, like the cannonball radial and stuff to do on the ship, stuff like that actually gets addressed. Things for pirate legends to do. Unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about what they mean when they say player requested things. Like for me, the most player requested uh, item or, or, you know, addition to the game that they want to add is going to be fishing. So I don't know if we're going to be getting fishing this in this uh, or not. We know that we're going to get the mega keg uh, for the powder kegs, the, the one that count, that's three times the, the normal explosion radius of a, a standard keg and then we're going to be getting the fog uh, we know that sh uh, ships are going to be emergent for the cursed sails crews and that we're going to getting some other little things here and there the trouble is is until we find out what content video is going to give us a list of all the stuff that's actually going to be in the game it's hard to really say like okay well this is what's coming this is what you can look forward to and unfortunately that doesn't leave a whole lot for me to really talk about so this week, it's going to be a light week uh, as far as news goes, so that's pretty much it as far as the dev update goes. They they talk a lot about how pets are going to be for sure coming. We knew that going into it. They've been saying that they want to do pets for a very long time, so it's not something that has been new or, or wholly confirmed. They've said they want to do it. They just don't know when. The next bit that I wanted to talk about was the team structure. So when the game was launched, we knew that there were three teams, and each team would be working on content update, and each update would come out and have the same lead time as all the other content updates after Forsaken Shores. Now, that's not quite what's going on in the game now. Now we were kind of mixed because they said that they added a fourth team, but now they're splitting teams to be able to work on the arena and adventure mode at the same time. It's kind of confusing who's going to be working on what anymore or how much time they're going to be having to work on it. But it's clear that they definitely want to build two paths for the game. One being the arena where you have that nice short play session focused on get, getting loot, getting treasure, and beating other crews to it. And then the more traditional adventure where you kind of do your own thing. You kind of tell your own story and have your own adventures out in the world. It's less time-based and more adventure-based. That being said, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the update after the arena. Because that's the one that I think is going to be the major the major content drive that's going to push us into the next year. And Shrouded Spoils seems like it's going to be kind of Sea of Thieves 2.0. 
You know, it kind of feels like at this point in the game's lifespan, we've gotten the content out there that they wanted to get out at launch to make sure that people said, you know, there's nothing to do in this game. Well, there is stuff to do in this game. Now there's enough content in the game to say that it's uh, there's something to do if you're a new player. Anyone that's been here from the start, like myself, uh, we, we've already known. We've already experienced all this. So hopefully the Build Rad Adventures will come back in a replayable form so that people jumping into the game will actually be able to have access to those doubloons to be able to use for the, the the commendations or the gold cosmetics, things like that. That being said, I'm sitting on around 300 doubloons right now, so I know that it, it doesn't take much to get the commendations for each new event to be able to buy the cosmetics at the very least. Everything out of outside of that is all going to be pushed towards typically gold or levels, and most people, once they get the levels, they'll just hang on to them for whatever event comes out. If they don't want to participate in that event or they may not have time to do that event and then just buy the cosmetics and then come back later on when they have more time. With the Bilge Rat Adventures, one thing that I'm hoping comes with future updates are is the ability to actually use doubloons for things around uh, Athena's Fortune. Right now, Athena's Fortune is kind of the last leg of the game, and I've actually finished that, finally. I, I hit Athena's level 10 this this last uh, week, and it was really nice. It was very satisfying to finally turn in that last chest, and I've actually gone out and done other, other Athenas with uh, some of the members from the Keelhall Discord. I had some good times with them, and it was really kind of weird to turn in a an item, the highest level item in the game, and have it not count for anything. Have it not give me anything other than gold. In fact, I didn't even pay attention to how much gold I got, and I just kind of remembered that I don't I don't have to grind that reputation anymore. There's nothing really left for me to grind. Uh, a lot of the commendations don't really interest me that much. I've got enough titles uh, in, in my vanity chest as it is, and to be perfectly fair, the bearer of the Reaper's Mark is the one that probably is the most apt for me. So at that point, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of done with grinding. I feel like now it's just about having fun and going out and spending time with people. And when people go into the world to do something, that's that's pretty much when I'll be jumping in to actually do it, to help other people and see if I can get them up to the point where I'm at now. That being said, I'm probably going to spend some more time playing some of the games that I've been missing out on lately. Uh, I know I've been playing a lot of Fallout 76 and the new Pokemon game just came out for the Switch and I've been enjoying that as well too. So with the current time frame, until Shrouded Spoils is out, we're going to be living with the Bilge Rat update for the Festival of the Damned, which is going to be nice for folks that have a lot of time taken away from them to be able to play the game. They won't be able to go out and do these lantern quests, or they may have trouble with it. But that being said, it's going to be around three or four weeks of this content update. In most Bilge Rat updates, we were expecting to only be about two weeks, which would be on par for what we would expect. We would get them done in about the week or the two weeks. Sometimes some people were pushing it towards the, the later half of that second week, maybe not always getting everything, but at least getting something in a majority of it. Now with these longer sessions where we're getting three, four weeks for a Bill Rant update, we're starting to get a little, uh, that kind of feeling of stale content where we're not necessarily caring so much about what's going on, but we're still enjoying the actual gameplay session. And with everything sticking around after each event, it feels like that there's not as much pressure for the team to be able to put out content on a regular basis as there's always something that is going on uh, past the, the point until they, the next update. 
we also aren't getting any patch updates. Uh, we aren't getting any major bug fixes. Everything seems fairly stable in the game right now, and they aren't pushing up content updates that are, are breaking things unintentionally. So the the bug reports are going down in my in in my mind, at least from what I've seen. We're also not seeing a whole lot of content pushed out as we're waiting for next major update as far as either being a build rat update or an actual content update. And as such, things are really kind of slowing down with the game. Uh, a lot of the player base is waiting for Shrouded Spoils or for um, for the, the arena. I think the arena is going to be the next big thing that a lot of people are looking forward to. And hopefully what's coming in Shrouded Spoils is enough to kind of sustain us from being able to or being too bored. Uh, that being said, I know there's a lot of stuff out there for people to do as well, too. And a lot of people still want help getting up to Pirate Legend as well as Athena's 10. So there's always going to be something to do in the game, even if it's just helping out other players. All right, Pirates. So the next little bit of news that I do want to share revolves around the community. And in fact, one Max Simonu, uh, who's a junior concept artist and a character designer over on ArtStation.com, he went and published some of the most amazing Sea of Thieves fan content I've ever seen. So it's called Sea of Thieves the frozen fangs or frozen fangs and the introduction's great it says lost in a thick icy fog the region of frozen fangs was finally mapped if the arid regions of the devil's thirst ignited your will the wolves the mountains the blizzard the icebergs the fog the infamous skeleton lord icebeard as well as the terrible pukai will cool your ardor Keep moving, do not freeze, or the frozen fangs, uh, fangs shall bite deeply into your neck. So this is really amazing. They went through and basically did tons of character work, showing off armor, clothing, new weapons, things like that revolving around the Viking aspect. So there's uh, face paint, there's scars, there's braided hair, there's braided beards, there's chain mail with lots of fur and covering cloaks, things like that. They've even gone in and done specific uh, things just to kind of represent each of the different kind of trade goods as far as like a, a bukai eye or a kraken eye or a meg tooth to use for crafting. They're talking about like wolf head figureheads and, and capturing seals and different animals for the Merchant Alliance. And then there's the Pukai, uh, which is the only way I think of how it's actually spelled. But this is kind of like a giant uh, rock or a giant bird. Uh, this is this is kind of um, something that will actually be coming down and attacking actual ships. Something that I know that I've talked with some people on Twitter about would, would be amazing considering some of the cave point can't pave oh, i can't say that word cave paintings that we've actually gotten in game one of the other cool things was this this captain this um skeleton lord icebeard or captain icebeard is is uh sir brunhild the iceberg or captain iceberg was the strongest of the frozen fangs pirates he used to destroy every ship that he that came into his line of sight looting killing spawn killing the money was not even his primary goal killing was but far too full of his strength he was miserable lacking in intelligence one day he tried to steal and force a cursed chest filled with icy magic that spread throughout the region now known as the frozen fangs the legend says that he remained frozen on spot and that he slowly reincarnated himself as a skeleton without even being able to move or scream in pain 
So in the character artwork that he put, as far as like the frozen skeletons, is amazing. It looks great. It's kind of what I imagined what we would be getting with the Forsaken Shores, where I thought we were going to be having some of that kind of lava flame-covered uh, uh, skeletons with the region, kind of something that falls in line with the actual theme. There's also a lot of cool frozen weapons, stuff that looks like it's chiseled roughly out of ice with hard lines, and there's also a chest that uh, is a cursed chest that would be chest of the eternal ice and you get slower as you're holding the chest slowly freezing because of its curse forcing you to take a break and use your lamp to warm up or or having a friend doing it for you while you move it something that kind of reminds me of how you have to go about traveling with uh, snakes where you have the the snakes constantly charmed by someone playing music nearby whether you have to stop and do it or whether it's from someone else but the idea of a chest that slowly moves you and you have to stay warm by someone else's lantern is such a cool idea, especially considering we just got lanterns or beacons in the world that are actually interactable with uh, water. So it kind of brings some more uh, validity to the idea of, of like fire being something that actually works in-game. This is really awesome. I'm going to have a link to this in the show notes, so make sure you guys get a chance to go take a look at it if you haven't already. If you have, you already know what I'm talking about and you're just as impressed with this as I am. I don't know anyone that didn't like this. I, I can't wait for a frozen area. I think it's going to be really amazing. It was one of the favorite parts that I, I got to explore in games like uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was a really cool area. To, no pun intended. It was a really good area to go check out that actually revolved around the idea of you having to be cold and having to deal with the cold and having to wear clothing to actually compensate. So an area where you actually have to wear clothing on your your body to survive in this area would be cool it would be nice because going into say like the forsaken shores you would wear cloaks and you would wear hats and you'd wear gloves but it didn't matter because there was nothing that was causing you to take damage unless it was like the the scalding water or the actual volcano and having an idea of weather being something that actually mattered you know if 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 say like it was raining outside and you you know you you were running around on the deck of a ship you could slip or maybe if you're running on grass you you could slip and and actually fall or or you know take damage or something where the elements of the world actually interact with you a little bit more than just being uh something cool that happens with a game that is so focused around the aesthetic of the environment with the water and with the islands and now we're adding fog into the mix i think it's time that we start looking at maybe making those a little more of something that you interact with fire keeps you warm keeps you from getting too cold clothing keeps you warm something maybe like that i really love the the temperature system and the weather system in legend of zelda breath of the wild so something like that coming to sea of thieves would add another layer of survivability uh something other than just you know if you're in hot water then you're going to get burned you just eat bananas till you get out so adding a little more depth i think is not a huge ask but i know it's something that would take a lot of time to develop because they would have to actually go back and take a look at a bunch of other stuff but seeing something like the frozen fangs as fan art really gives me hope that maybe there's something that we can do towards that. Either way, this was amazing. It was really great to check out, and I had a lot of time kind of pouring over the little in, in like little details in the armor as far as like the chain mail or, or the woven quilt parts. Uh, some of the details on like the axe wolf head. Uh, it's so cool. I, I love when people who have you know really good talent being able to do this come come out with some of the most amazing custom work the game's ever seen. Uh, hopefully this gets put into it and they get credited for it because I think that would be amazing for them. All right. 
Next up on today's docket, Captain's Log. And this week, it's going to be a weird one because I actually wasn't intending on actually playing Sea of Thieves at the moment. I was actually sitting down to work on some homework, but lo and behold, I was watching Carity's stream. And Carity's is probably one of the best pirates I've seen out there. She has a lot of fun, especially for being on console. And the streams that she does are always entertaining, and she always has good members from the community on the Twitter uh, sphere, at least, kind of joining in with her. But this day, she was actually sailing alone and didn't really have much of a point to sailing. She was just kind of out and about doing messages. So while I'm watching her, I notice that she is parked over at a shipwreck, just gathering some loot, looking for messages in a bottle or from the barrels, let's say. Then out of nowhere, another brig, keep in mind she's on a brig solo, a brig sails up and starts firing at her, gets a couple shots in, but most of the most of it is actually shot too high or too low and they sail right by her. She manages to get on her on her ship and starts sailing out towards the ocean to try and lead them away so that she can start doing some jumps to try and board their ship and kill them and sink them. Now, this is when I instinctively want to help and I immediately boot up the game, log in on her and then jump in as one of the other viewers uh, actually does the same thing. So now she's got a full ship against this other brig and we decide we're going to take some time to uh, to kind of dismantle this ship. And as we're sailing around, uh, me and the other crew members are kind of jumping off, trying to get into the actual ship, trying to jump on board and kill them. Uh, and and I, I actually don't do so well in this. I'm, I'm not getting in there too much. Uh, I missed a couple times and, and had to take the mermaid. But they're kind of veering off in a weird way it's kind of strange they're not doing a straight uh dive towards us as far as sailing right at the ship so it doesn't make it very easy for us so we come about and we start loading our cannons and as we're letting shots fly many of them are hitting and we're actually able to kind of get some heavy shots into it we end up actually sinking this ship not far from Snake's Snake Island. And here's where the, the best part of the story comes in from my perspective, because we are sailing eastward and Caridis decides to kind of come about because we've noticed that there's a sloop and a brig allied up heading towards Snake Island. And I... I naturally assume I'm off in the water at the moment, kind of swimming towards the island, because when I hear that there's another ship coming towards us, instinctively, I'm thinking about what happened earlier, where I was on Snake Island and I was going to try and find a powder keg to brig or to blow up the other brig. Well, I left that powder keg on the eastern island. I know exactly where this island, where this one is. I get up to the island, I grab the powder keg, and I look out south towards Plunder Outpost, where I see the brigantine starting to, to sail towards the middle island for Snake's Island, and I think, ooh, this is going to be perfect. Meanwhile, Carides' brig is starting to come about, and they're actually starting to sail towards the brigantine that's coming towards Snake Island, and we kind of realize that they're not really going to be hostile towards us. They might be doing an actual voyage. I, I've kind of already decided I'm going to kill them. So Carides uses a cannon, and shoots herself out towards the actual brig and is swimming in the water when she's getting close enough to actually speak with them using the speaking trumpet. I've already decided I'm running up one of the angle or one of the sides of uh, Snake Island and I'm going to jump down onto their ship if I can manage this or at least jump under the ship into the water so they can't see me and then keg them that way. Carides, I kid you not, she gets in range for them to see that she's asking friend or foe. And as she says friend or foe through the, the speaking trumpet, I jump onto their ship, 
onto the rowboat, run downstairs, light the powder keg, and boom! The entire ship just quakes as all of them go up in flames, myself included. We're all standing on the ferry of the damned, and all I hear is, friend or foe, my butt. But uh, not quite that word. It was a little harsher word, but for the show, I'll, I'll keep it kind of, kind of clean. But next thing I know, I'm standing there in front of two guys who are very upset and very, very not pleased with the fact that we had kind of misled them. Now, bear in mind, Carides has no clue what I'm doing. I am solely acting as an independent agent in this aspect. So what does she do? She follows suit. She climbs aboard their brig, and I'm watching the stream as she's doing this, and I'm talking to the guys on the brigantine being like, oh, guys, I am so sorry. I didn't know we were being friendly. We just got out of a fight. Carides is already in their crow's nest. She picks, picks up the one powder keg they have, lights it, and drops it, and then bids farewell to the brig. The guys come back. Their ship is completely gone, and I'm back, and I'm back on the, uh, the, the shore now, uh, or on the, on the ship, and I'm kind of keeping an eye. We've, we've pulled our ship up to where their ship was, and the sloop is gone. The sloop is completely backed away. They've gone. They've left. They don't even care what's going on. They don't want to have anything involved with it. And the two, guys, the two guys are now swimming towards the sloop to try and get help. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there looking at them, and I shoot myself over to, the, uh, to, to their rowboat that they had uh, that I jumped on to get onto their ship. And I jump in the rowboat and start rowing towards the sloop. And I actually outpace the guy swimming in the water. And as I'm sw- as I'm sw- rowing the rowboat past them, I'm like, bye, have a nice day. And I, I can understand at this point them being really upset and really mad. But they actually took it fairly well. I got onto the sloop and the sloop is just completely confused. He doesn't know what's going on and he's just a solo player. So the other two brig mates jump onto the sloop and start talking about how they weren't expecting that. And I tell them, you know, unfortunately, that's just something I, I was planning on doing because I didn't know your guys' intentions. How's it going? And they're like, good. You guys want to go do some cursed ships? And at that point, uh, we were trying to debate then whether or not we actually wanted to go do some cursed sailed ships. But they were really good sports about it. And kudos to them for, for having some fun with it. They didn't really have a whole lot on that ship to lose to begin with. So the fact that they only lost the, the ship and a couple powder kegs as well as a, uh, a rowboat wasn't too bad. But I imagine they went out and did their own stuff for a while. And the brig that was originally bunking Carides seemed to have buggered off for the rest of the afternoon they went and spent some time doing some uh, messages in a bottle and I decided to log off as my fun was done but thank you to Carides for letting me jump in on her her ship while she was uh, streaming um, I know I usually don't like to do that to people unless I'm trying to spook them or to uh, to have fun but when something like that happens I can't help but want to go and mess with the people trying to mess with the people that I like so if you're out there and you attack someone and you're not sure who they are beware I might be coming. This week, I don't really have a good first mate's log that I can share with you. Uh, there is one to be told, and it's actually with Captain Jorvik and Captain Redbeard. I jumped in with them and started helping them on a quest that they were going out to do to have a bit of fun with another crew, but also to get a, a whole lot of treasure. And I'm hoping that Captain Jorvik will have some time to actually piece that together the way he typically does. If not, I'll hopefully tell it for next week, but 
it's it's a long story and I only got in on the last half of it and I want to make sure that it gets done justice. So if Captain Jorvik is listening and wants to do that story, he's more than welcome to have the next first mate's log. That being said, pirates, if you have a good story, feel free to jump into the Keelhaul Discord. There's plenty of time for you to type up an, a beautiful story. And if it's a good one, or if it's just a well-typed out one and I can fill some time with it, then I'll more than happily put it into the actual show. With Sea of Thieves kind of going into this lull as we're waiting for Shrouded Spoils, there's definitely time to hear some stories from you. And I'd like to hear, and this was actually brought up in the Discord, about your first day. Do you remember your first day of Sea of Thieves? What was that like? Was it weird? Was it awkward? Were you impressed with the water and just couldn't keep, couldn't stop from staring at it? Because that was kind of how I was when I first started playing it. It was just really beautiful and I didn't want to stop paying attention to just how real the water looked. Let me know. I'm really curious. Uh, what was your first day of Sea of Thieves like? write in, tell me. You can do that in multiple ways. You can either send me an email at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com. You can also send me messages on Twitter uh, at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n. You can always reach me on Xbox at c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n. That's my gamer tag. And with Sea of Thieves, uh, now that I'm a, a Athena level 10, I don't have a whole lot going on. So if you want to sail with me and I have time, feel free to do so. I know it's coming into the actual the, the, the holiday season in America, so a lot of us are going to be taking time off to spend with family, but also to get catch up on some games. And there's been a lot of good games out there to play. So feel free to hit me up. Let me know what you're playing. Let me know what you're enjoying. If you're not playing Sea of Thieves, what are you playing? If you are playing Sea of Thieves, what are you up to? And if you want help, feel free to let me know. I'll see if I have some time to jump in with you. With that being said, Pirates, I think I'm going to take it easy this week. I think I think we didn't get any new reviews for the iTunes store to, to read this week, and uh, I've been having a lot of fun with, with some other stuff going on out in the gaming world, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. Pirates, thank you. I love you. I hope you have a good week, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.